Welcome back to our review podcast for the weekend of Knock Hill, uh, a dry weekend up in Scotland, which we were we were expecting actually. Uh, makes change for that circuit. Obviously, being earlier in the year, conditions were a little less changeable. Uh, although it was still cold up there, and it made for some good racing. It did. My favourite circuit on the calendar. This one, I absolutely adore Knock Hill. Whilst it's quite a quick circuit, I really like the fast interchanging uh, directions, the change of camber, the change of height is really is an exciting circuit this one. Yeah it is fantastic, it gives it gives drivers a test doesn't it um, and it's certainly a, a track that we've seen the rear wheel drive cars dominate at more recently um, and that continued to be the fact this weekend didn't it? Yeah it just ridiculously so I think race two was the killer for me with the uh, I know we'll get to the full race detail but off the line the front two rear drive full ballast they were basically finished the lap by the time the rest had got off the yeah. line it was insane yeah it's it certainly played into their hands this weekend um, and we we also saw that in qualifying well, that's a nice segue to qualifying qualifying report well, heading into qualifying on the Saturday, uh, it was expected to be a very close battle. There is milliseconds normally between uh, the top, what, three, four drivers at Knock Hill, and a second normally covers most of the grid. Uh, going into it, Jake Hill and Ash Sutton were fastest from the free practice sessions and were probably up there with the favourites to take pole. However, Bushel would be one driver to watch out for. Obviously, his second weekend got rid of that penalty ballast for coming into the championship late yep. and he also holds that record from last year um, so he was a driver to watch out for as well uh, as the session got underway normal drivers obviously go out and set the tyres rear wheel drive keep going round uh, to keep heating their tyres while some of the front wheel drives came in to swap round although yep. not all of them this this time round no I think because the track is so short that I think tyre degradation Tire degradation is a lot less here in Ockhill because the lap is that short, and of the quick interchanging of the of the uh, corners as well. Is that the tires actually last longer here? Um, so even the real drive can keep heating the tires for longer once they have the heat. Um, so I don't think it's as key for the front wheel drive to swap tires over here either. Although it was still the rear wheel drive uh, cars setting the pace, the BMWs and the Affinities were just swapping times at the top of the leaderboard. Um, especially between Sutton and Turkington, as we would expect. Um, but Ash, Ash was the one pushing the hardest, as we probably would expect, and yeah. was the first one to drop a wheel into the uh, gravel on the outside of the chicane, which many drivers went on to do in the session, some to more consequence than others. And the weekend, for that matter. Well, yeah, yeah the amount of gravel that got pulled onto the track um, on the outside of some of the corners was ridiculous at stages. Uh, as, as I said, drivers were dropping their wheel. Uh, Ingram would be the first driver to have um, the first hairy moment, shall we say. Yes. Um, dropping it uh, rear left into the gravel and catching one hell of a slide. Um, put him off onto the grass on the right-hand side, but he didn't get 
that close to the wall, uh, but he did manage to fill his radio radiator up with grass, he which did. meant he had to come back in, get that all cleaned out, um, but would still carry on in the session and go on to set a decent time. Uh, however, the more spectacular one was uh, Matt Neal, who did pretty much carbon copy of what Ingram had done. However, he didn't manage to get it stopped in time. No, he hit the tyres pretty hard. Um, it actually caused the medical centre to worry about him, which included checks on the day of the racing to make sure he was actually able yep. to compete. Um, yeah, very hard hit. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the barriers at Knockhill are not forgiving, are they? Um, it, it's either a couple of stacks of tyres or it's a solid mound of earth with some tyres in front. But yeah... As a consequence of Matt Neal's accident, the red flag was brought out um, with not too long left in the session, only about seven minutes. Yep. Um, and it was it was going to be curious to see whether drivers would go out. Obviously, they were probably on their second set of tyres by then, whether they'd taken the most out of them or whether they still had some life left. Uh, interestingly, everyone else went back out apart from Dan Kamish. Um, so whether he'd felt that he'd got the best lap possible or whether the tyres weren't underneath him, um, we're not quite sure, but it was unusual not to see him go back out. Um, one of the drivers that made massive improvements after the red flag was Jake Hill. As we expected, one of the favourites for possibly getting it on pole um, got onto the front row and only missed out by about half a tenth I think yeah he wasn't far off at all um, he seems to have found the pace unlocked the pace in that car now uh, the engine seems to be holding out which is nice for him as well he does seem to be getting his season up and going yeah he in even in this session he had a minor wiring issue at the start of the session giving him a misfire um, but he came in changed that over and um, was right up there at the end uh, the BTC racing boys were also ones to improve all three of them in fact Cook managed to get it up to 11th, Chilton in 13th, and Crease in 16th. Um, and in the final stages, Aidan Moffat finally pulled his <laughs> pulled his socks up and got it together. Yep. And uh, squeezed everything out of the car to get him to 8th. Which, at uh, home circuit, you'd, you'd probably expect that. He had a good time here last season, um, and it was a good, good starter for him to go for. Yeah, it gave him a good base to try and maximise the points this weekend. Uh, and just one thing of note, all but one of the drivers was separated by a second. Oh, it was a very short circuit. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was amazing. Race one. So moving on to the first race of the day then, and it was going to be a question to who got the better start off the front rows of the grid, Sutton or Turkington. But before we even began the race, uh, Goff was in trouble once again. Uh, seeing a hard car stopping just an inch of the pit lane and being pushed back into the pits. Uh, an electrical issue killed the car. I would imagine it's the same thing that happened last time at Orton Park when he hit Bobby Thompson and the car died on him. Can't, not, it, can't even blame it on the rain this week. No, it's not been Goff's year, has it? It's no. not been Hard's year. No. I think they have to accept that car's not good enough now. I know yeah, that you. There are, there are far too many problems with it. This this isn't their their circuit of choice really no. we, they've accepted that coming into this weekend already um, and I think that was probably like, uh, emphasised with the two drivers not even coming up obviously they had damage to their car but this is a weekend that they probably could have gone okay we've missed it fair enough but equally with no disrespect to the drivers that missed you'd argue that the two that went with their two strongest drivers oh they, yes uh, and 
golf just didn't get started this weekend. No. Li- quite literally. No, um, they didn't. And I think that if they want to keep a top-end driver like Goff, they have to look at investing in better equipment now because even you have to run less cars mm. or maybe you keep one cc as the way into the sport for a, a brown or a hamilton or whoever yeah and then run two better cars that's also a reason to progress through the team as well because yes. if you see that if i can perform well in the cc and then get the drive in the better car yeah it's that incentive to keep you know keep yeah, it. it certainly is at the minute i don't know what certainly for gospel point of view what is the incentive at the moment it's, it's the driver who, who's good at who's won races. Yeah, you'd say it's the enjoyment of racing, but I'm not sure he's getting that much enjoyment out of racing that car this year. No, there were some interesting quotes from his interviews uh, hmm. this weekend where it suggested that the current situation at Hard is frosty. Um, yes. I think they've all decided that it's not been their year, compounded as well by how well Bordley's doing in a better car. Yeah. You know, we talk about a person in his second year ahead of Goff in the championship. Yeah, it's something we kind of expected when we saw that Bordley would be picking up that BMW. We thought, okay, this this is a chance for him to show us what he's got and to actually go to Team Hardwell. Look what I can do in this car. Are you going to think about changing it up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when the lights did go out, uh, as expected, Colin and Sutter had a strong st- uh, start. Uh, Colin got past Hill off the line, unsurprisingly. Uh, Butcher had a little trip through the gravel. Uh, I wasn't impressed with Butcher this weekend. This wasn't the first time he was guilty of overdriving the car and going for gaps that weren't necessarily there. And I don't want to say arrogance of the circuit, but I don't think he... It's difficult because I don't like to, the sensible approach of Colin. And you're mm. going to go, well, you don't like sensible driving. But there's a limit, isn't there? Which is why I, I like watching Ash because he knows where that limit is and he's always on the edge of it. Here, this wouldn't be the first time that he lost position Butcher from just overdriving the car. No, it wouldn't. Um, but... Yeah, first first lap going into that first corner, you can kind of expect one or two drivers to take to that small escape road, um, and he was one of them. Uh, by the end of lap one, Cameron tried to go at Colin at the hairpin. Colin unceremoniously dumped him into the gravel. Um, it, it was a hell of a try from Dan. Yeah. Right down the outside, Banzai move, everyone else was going really defensive. And when everyone else is down where you want to be overtaking, you think, oh, sling it around the outside. And it was a brave effort, but yeah, he possibly should have tucked back in between Turkington and Hill. Was Colin right to put him in the gravel? He's well within his rights to put him in the gravel. Dan wasn't happy of the move, um, we're led to believe. I, I think you're right. I don't think Colin's done anything no. particularly wrong there. He's you, held you, his line. You ease him out, don't you? Yeah, he's held his line. Yes, it's a bit ungentlemanly. I but think if Camish was in the same position, I, he'd have done the same. I was about to say exactly the same yeah. thing. So yeah, absolutely. Um, when things go wrong here, they go wrong big time because it's such a quick circuit that um, Cook had the first big accident of the day. Yeah, we we were, oh, I don't know, arms in the air, faces wide open in shock when he gets like pivoted round and is flying backwards into into a a barrier that we've never seen anyone really hit before. Not backwards. Not backwards. <laughs> um, and it was a solid hit. Yeah. Very solid. So he's blamed the issue on a puncture. Yep. Um, which certainly seems to be the case. I don't know if there's an element of a blowout which has switched the car around. You say if you've got a puncture and you're leaning on that wheel yeah, going into the fast coil, it'll, it'll, it'll tear the tyre across the rim and um, it'll 
take all of its air out straight away if it's a slow puncher and stuff like that then it'll it'll act that way would the fact that the car's on cold tyres also potentially attribute to because I've seen punctures before I've never seen a car snap round like that because of a puncture yeah that is possible Um, however I think it's less likely because we haven't seen we hadn't seen anyone else had a moment like that Mm. Um, on cold tyres no that's true we initially blamed Oliphant um, which was unfair of us because it was very clear later on that I think Cook probably does it on the curb before yeah he gets it unsettled Mm. um, and obviously if if he has got that puncture it's moved across the rim completely gone and he's lost all grip and it's basically like pulled the handbrake on and sent him round what I would say is that there's been a fair few punctures this year in Goodyear's first um, tilt being the tyre man of tyre supplier but uh, Neil had one at Alton Park last time out obviously we had the Butcher Jackson issues at uh, Brands Hatch I think that, that those two were more down to how the team were running the car because they say that they've been working on that yep. um, and we haven't seen we haven't really seen people struggle to the same extent that they did at that circuit um, and I think the punches that have come since then have been uncharacteristic well the only way I could see Cook getting that punch from the television pictures was that he would have done it over a kerb which mm. if it is the case that's slightly concerning uh, uh, piece, they're running a piece of debris possible as well that's also or a piece of it's sharp gravel got to be gra- really unlucky piece of sharp gravel whatever yeah. but it might be slightly worrying for the people at Goodyear that this is a reoccurring problem. And I mean, I'm thinking last year that I can't think of any massive tyre issues offhand. I mean, obviously, Dunlop the, had been there for ages by then. Yeah, though. yeah. So I wonder if perhaps that is. Um, but obviously, we're not running the option tyre. It is only the one tyre all weekend. I don't know whether that's a part of it, but I think it's certainly one to look out for. And I wonder if other teams would be slightly concerned and a bit wary about running the tyres the rest of the year and what they can and can't get away with. We'll have to see how that one plays out. Yeah. Um, Cook initially looked hurt as he got out of the car, but very quickly was helmet off, um, <laughs> overall stripped down and looking at the back of the car with... And thinking, oh God, what damage have I done? Well, we both said at the same time, that's the weekend over, initially. Because yeah. I assumed that the chassis was snapped or... There was... There, I, there must have been shell damage. Must I, have I been. I thought so, yeah. But obviously there's a safety shell within that with the roll cage, and I think the fact that that hadn't been moved or it hadn't been put out of shape was the reason that they managed to have a meteoric task to get that back together. Yeah, more on that when we get to race two. Uh, obviously this uh, scrambled the safety cars you'd expect, and a, a massive shout out to the marshals who cleared this in record time, because it was a not only the car in the barrier, was- the barrier then needed repairing, the debris yep. then needed sweeping up, Cook needed to get to the medical centre presumably as well yeah. at a track that's small mm-hmm. it's very difficult to work on because we saw later on that they couldn't push cars out because of the way it's so quick the, oh, the, the cars gra- are there the gravel's so deep at Knockhill as well yeah and you can't just give them a push because by the time you've got over the barriers and Marshall started giving the push the rest of the field are coming around at full speed yep. albeit under yellows Yeah. so they did a hell of a job to get that out so quickly um, and this of course meant that Ash who at this point had got a fairly good lead going into the safety car Completely cut down, wasn't it? Completely cut down to put Colin on his back. Um, I must say, though, that Sutton and restarting under safety car, he knows how to do it, doesn't he? Yes, very much so. Jeez. He held it very well. Unlike people further back who were not so good at starting under the safety car, we never got a replay. No, no um, we didn't. 
but it certainly looks as if Gornell had a coming. Well, we know Gornell had a coming together of Neat. <laughs> significant damage to the front of Gornell's car and significant damage to the back of Neat. Yes, I'd, I'd presume that's what happened. <laughs> but there's a big important question here: Has How? Neat dyed his hair? Because when he, we saw the picture of Neat going down to see Jiggy in the pit lane, it was black, wasn't it? I thought it would be. Yeah, it was very dyed. Yeah. But going back to the track. <laughs> Um, it looks as if Gornel was running to the back of Neat. The only defence you can give Gornel is if Neat's brake tested him. I, yeah. I think that's unlikely. I have to say, I, I'd be. It's more logical to suggest that Gornel's been caught out by uh, the speed that chain gets going because it's quite deceptive. Because after Clark and the run up to the hairpin, the field starts to stretch as the safety car goes, and back yeah. into the hairpin. Obviously, it bunches back together due to the slow hairpin. I would imagine that's perhaps been a factor. Yeah, and and he was set to take, um, I think points was it or a reprimand certainly after yeah. the race for that instant. Fair play to both drivers involved, and they did get themselves moving and limping back to the pits, which <laughs> meant that we didn't need to have a second safety car, uh, and thus the cliche of safety cars breed safety cars. Uh, as we said, Colin had closed the gap, um, but he was never going to really make a forceful move on Ash. Ash the lighter car. The only place he seemed to struggle was in the hairpin, and yeah. struggle was a strong term, really. But Colin perhaps had better brake and traction in the hairpin, something quicker everywhere else. Yeah, race one of the weekend, Colin's not going to try anything stupid. He'll he'll bag the points for second, and um, on to the next one, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, Colin will never look for a way past with these, to be honest. So <laughs> not unless he needs to. Even then, um, Bushel was under threat from Moffat a bit further back, but again held him fairly well until he then dropped a wheel and sort of messed up his weekend from there yeah he went off into the grass got a radiator full of it um, and obviously had to come in clear that all out before the car overheated and uh, um, caused that damage um, Poor. and then yeah he, he went back out on track but was running at the back of the field um, whilst he unimpressed me Hill once again showed that he's a very canny defensive driver keeping Ingram behind him Ingram doesn't seem to quite have that Toyota where he would like it. He, he was looking racy in race one. Yep. Um, and we thought that possibly could he get past Hill and, and kick on. But as you say, Hill's defensive driving was very good um, and held at bay a very experienced championship contender. Um, and yeah, I, I think Ingram badly needs to improve this season. Yeah, well I think his championship tilt is already over personally I know you a bit more optimistic than me yes but yeah uh, Chilton took 11th off Jelly but would then lose that on the line uh, drag to the line uh, and the only other sort of final uh, move of note was Neil sweeping past Oliphant and Moffat in one go of a late but brave and fair move he loves a late one on the, on the brakes into the hairpin doesn't he when he gets it right though like here yeah no complaints he got no. that perfect um, and actually looked a bit lot more racy this weekend he did, um, which is encouraging to see, especially after the accident that he had in qualifying. Yeah. Um, to see him like back on the pace that we would expect, and looking competitive. Uh, the rest of the race passed without too much incident, uh, and Sutton took the win with Colin in second in a very strong third for Jake Hill, and as I mentioned, Jelly snuck tenth from Chilton on the line. So confirmation of the top fifteen: Sutton from Turkerton from Hill, your podium places. Ingram from Butcher from Camish. Camish, solid but not spectacular. Struggled with the weight. Yeah. Started sick, finished sick. Average race. Needs to do more if you're in a championship, though. Yeah. Because all his championship contenders finished ahead of him. Yeah. 
behind cameras was his teammate Neil from Oliphant, Moffat, Jelly and Chilton. Morgan, Proctor, Smiley and then Borthy rounded out the top 15 scoring important points in the Jack Sears Trophy. Race 2 Following on into race two now then, um, and before the race got started, as we mentioned in the uh, race one edit, um, a meteoric job done by BTC Racing and a couple of the Honda Team Dynamics, Halfords, whatever you want to call them, um, racing crew who came in to help them somehow fix the car and get it back out on the grid for race two. Yeah, a monumental effort from all involved. Obviously, it seems to be that Halfords lent a rear wing uh, to the back uh, yep. of the car. The AA sponsorship giving that away. Um, Harvey was quite insightful here, actually, where he mentioned that the rear suspension is on a mount, so as long as you. And they'll have a spare mount in the. Yeah, most teams will carry a spare mount anyway. Separate subframe. Yeah, and we'll have a spare one made up already in case yep. of these emergencies. So. But I think. He was very lucky to escape chassis damage. Yeah. Or or enough chassis damage to make it unraceable. It it didn't look completely straight when it rolled out of the garage, however. No, there's a big gap between the rear wheel and the rear bumper as well. Yes. I yeah. But given the fact that there was only a couple, two hours, if that, between if that, races, yeah. and they didn't get it back straight away either. No. no. Um, it was a monumental effort by all involved. Lots of gaffer tape. Lots of gaffer tape, yeah. I think that that rear three quarter panel was just gaffer tape, yeah, because um, it had taken such substantial damage. And of course, that is a major part of the car. It's not a spare part that you can carry. Um, and this so, was just yeah. taping over Halford's uh, <laughs> sponsorship <laughs> details. But no, I mean, it's great to see uh, the team spirit. I mean, this has been in the touring cars for a long time. That if there's a big smash, a lot of the time you'll get help from other teams. I mean. Obviously, everyone wants to race with everyone else on the whole I think yeah. if BMW had an issue I don't think the laser tools guys would be down there helping them out given the championship problems but no generally speaking yeah. there's a lot of love and a lot of help on the grid to those who need it So uh, the Motorbase and GKR trade price cards also managed to get Andy Nee and James Gornall back out despite their damage as well um, their cars looking in significantly better shape than Cook's was um, but yeah, they got back out on the grid, and as you would expect, the race got under the way, and Turkington and Sutton from the front row would again fire away from the line. Um, if ever there was an argument that something needs to be done about rear-wheel drive cars, this would be it, because... It, it, it's difficult to change their starting procedure. Yeah. Because traction from a rear-wheel drive car, you're always going to get better traction because it's pushing the car it's not trying to drag it so but even so you've got behind Hill and Ingram who aren't slouches no as I said in the uh, a bit earlier on they're already through Duffer's dip by the time they well, I'm exaggerating slightly but you know two cars with maximum weight on board between them good couple of car lengths weren't they yeah they were gone before yeah. before Duffer's dip was finished they're gone yeah it, it didn't help that Hill had uh, a a poor start for me. Um, struggled a little bit. Was under yeah. attack from Ingram, Camish, and Butcher. Um, so, yeah, did that make it look better for them? I don't think so because of how well they did in the first race. I also go back to Oliphant at Alton Park. <laughs> I can't remember what race. It Everyone was, was standing still. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. So, I, I, as you say, I'm not sure what you can do about the launch on the line, but. 
it does seem a slightly problematic that the front wheel drive cars really don't have a chance off the line against them and that's always been the case but yeah. this seems even more so this year perhaps just because how much of a monster both the Infiniti and the BMW are yeah made worse of course that by the time you get in front if they get in front you don't get past them very easily no you certainly don't especially with those two drivers in there no. uh, later on it was found that Matt Neal had either jumped the start or was out of position now we've seen a replay wasn't the best replay from behind so it doesn't look like he's jumped the start so I would assume that he was out of position which for someone of Matt Neal's experience is a silly mistake it's a silly mistake regardless of experience really I mean, yes. being in your grip box that's the that's the key my only thing I would say for him potentially that he's on the crest of the hill yeah then it might be slightly harder to see but I mean you'd expect some of the 30 years in the sport yeah to know more uh, what I don't understand is that obviously the marshals have have pictures that we don't which is fair enough but it'd be good after the weekend if they were released so we could all see what what they see yes because I understand that ITV cameras can only cover what's there but the Marshals must have more pictures because it wasn't clear on TV pictures I know they also look at data and what have you yeah I, be- but I believe that sort of like similar things to the FIA and F1 if if something is being challenged or it's under instant then there's an instant report put out about it and the findings and how they're found Ash Sutton and his 12 forms prints that ready to go yes. I, just, I, just, I just think that it'd be really cool for the fans to actually for that to be a transparent process and for it yeah. to be released after the, the race once it's all been decided and Matt Neal's decided he's not going to appear then he accepts it and doesn't want to take it to the, the sport the uh, court of arbitration for sport <laughs> to see the Manchester City delegation of lawyers there that it'd be just cool for a fan to be able to see that released to us and just look at what they've looked at I think that would be really cool. Yeah, um, Harvey and Alison were a bit slow to pick up on the uh, 10 second penalty that he'd been given for it when uh, he started stopping, dropping down the times. Uh, obviously, that had been applied in race and it was giving up to date information of where he would have finished. Um, Cook's luck would go from bad to even worse if that was possible. Um, Is it luck? Well, you put yourself in bad situations, you normally have a bad ending, don't you? Um, so he was, he was on the outside of three drivers going into uh, turn three. Um, it seems as if they've concertinaed across and he's been kicked wide and spun round and dumped in the gravel. Yeah, two things come to mind here. that Three into one doesn't go. I don't think anyone's to blame for this. I think it's a racing incident. Yeah. Butel's trying to give Bushell space on the inside moves across to give him there and therefore fires Cook off but if he doesn't give space to Bushel then he's going to turn Bushel round and yeah. what have you um, also from Cook's point of view it's the first lap of the race I know stay you're, out of trouble you're balanced three in a rebuilt Honda that should be quick if it's you know, straight if, it, if it's only half as quick as it was you'll still get through the field because yeah. you're racing with respect fairly inexperienced drivers in slower vehicles Don't if that's the last lap of the race and I go fine do it I understand what you're doing it for but first lap of the race Cookie I know you're fired up, but it's not the first time I've potentially accused him of driving with too much emotion. I was going to say, you can't win it on the first lap, but you can certainly lose it. Absolutely. Um, and that's probably something that he needs to think about a little more often. Um, and I really like Cook, because he's a, he's a fun driver to watch. He's exciting. He'll go for everything. Yeah. But I think there's a reason he's not been a world champ- has been a, sorry, a champion and not been really close to being a champion. is because sometimes you need to dial Finesse. up that. Yeah. He needs some finesse to his driving. Um, consequently, that brought the safety car out, um, and upon the, the restart of the race, uh, Sutton managed to spread the field out really well 
Um, he got an excellent restart, as we would expect. Um, but, yeah, he managed to thread them out well going down. He went early as well, didn't he? Yeah, he was helped out also by Jake Hill. Can't run that car of weight. It's not the first time we've seen that. Repeat from Alton Park, that car is not handling weight very well this year. No. Um, and he was affecting the cork in the bottle. In- Ingram stuck with Colin for a while. Um, but, yeah, good safety car again by Sutton. But... I think he was assisted on the getaway by the fact that there was a lot of faster cars stuck behind Jake Hill. Yeah, and just after the restart, um, there was a good battle between sort of like third to ninth, those points, good point scoring positions, um, in which Butcher again made made a chance to pass Hill. However, he's outbraked himself, and the the angle he's left himself on the corner, he he just wasn't getting round. But it's just daft because again, your early race, only uh, yep. only doors in the race, you can see you've got a quicker car. You're going to get him in the hairpin or even the duffer's dip next time round. Why yeah. launch it with so many laps still to go? And constantly this weekend, I think Butcher was guilty of overdrive. Remember, it was the pressure of being at the home circuit and what was expected of him. I don't know, but ultimately he came away with a lot less than he should have done. Yes. And it's errors like that, which at the risk of sounding like Tim Harvey, and which I never want to do, but <laughs> the reason Colin wins championships is consistency. consistency. And yeah. as much as I'd berate and bemoan the fact he won't go for the move, Turkton would not be doing that move in that position. No. In Butcher's shoes, he'd be waiting, chipping away, making sure he's got everything perfect to make the overtake, which, A, I don't think particularly exciting to watch, but you can't argue with his results. No, you can't. Um, that pushed both Butcher and Hill wide, and uh, Camish and Ingram were the drivers to gain the advantage from it. Um, Butcher wasn't the only driver uh, to have an issue through Duffer's Dip. Jelly, a lap later, went rally crossing for. I don't. I don't even think anyone was near him. For me, it's one of your typical Jelly performances. It's a really strong race one. Yeah. In the mix in race two, very much in that battle pack. Um, and then, and then just drops it wide into the first corner. I was hurtling down the hill. I will give him credit that when he's <laughs> at the bottom of the hill, he does very, very quickly react uh, to get the car in reverse and out of the way. I'll give him his due on that, that yeah. he does pull himself off the track very, very well. Yeah, um, stays out of the way of the rest of the pack coming past of him. Yeah, and fair play for that. You make a mistake, fine, but it's then how you react. And to get that spun out of the way, because that's a fast corner, and we would see how difficult it could be if you get stuck in the middle of a track this weekend um, so yeah fair play for that yeah meanwhile the top four had started to gap the rest of the field fairly significantly as well I think yeah. there were well, about five seconds between between them uh, obviously Sutton and Turkington were battling between each other and Camish and Ingram Camish was looking a lot racier in this race yeah again he's sensible he didn't want to pull anything too um, strenuous on Colin and actually I think Dan unwittingly un- ruined that challenge because the second he started getting on the back of Ingram, Ingram had to back off Colin and the front two got away. Yeah. Obviously from Dan's point of view you can't just sit back but it might have been a bit more beneficial to give Ingram a couple of laps to attack Colin maybe. Yeah. It's diff- It's very easy to say that from when you're watching from the sofa. but It's something that we saw from Turkington at first he was battling with Sutton and he could see that that was slowing the pair of them down into the clutches of those two behind. Um, and then he realised, okay, we'll we'll get away from these two. We'll make sure that we're going to be inside the top two if we do have a small coming together. Yeah. Um, and then battle when you're further up the road. 
Uh, after having entered the pits on the lap one, Anthony probably more problems from that incident in race one. Uh, he came back out onto the circuit for about three corners yeah. <laughs> before he managed to have a spin in the same place as Cook and the same thing happened. He ended up backwards in the gravel, which brought out another safety car. Yeah, Lock Hill is famous for safety cars just because yeah. of how quick the circuit is and if you get a mistake here, it has very big consequences. Neat's worst performance, I think, by a long chalk this weekend. Yeah, he wasn't... He wasn't great this weekend, especially with what we now know the car can do. Um, we we were expecting a little bit more. That said, Jackson also seems to struggle a little bit with the car. So yeah. I'm not sure the car was perfect for here, but it was better than than being in the gravel trap there. <laughs> yes, certainly. For sure. Uh, as the race restarted, there were 11 laps left, and again... The battle from 3rd to 8th intensified. This was the first time as well Ash got the safety car wrong for me as well. Yeah? Yeah, he was a bit slow at the hairpin and didn't drop Colin this time. He So he initially dropped Colin, he made an error himself into the mm. hairpin in my in my view, which allowed Colin to close back up to him. Um, but, you know. Well, Butcher, after his little incident after the previous safety car with Hill... Uh, was at the back of this uh, battle pack again, um, and he was becoming more erratic and more desperate to get past people, wasn't he? Yes. It's, yeah. it's something that we're, we're not akin to seeing from him. I don't know if it's the pressure of the home race and wanting to put on a show for the, the Scottish contingency. Uh, I've normally said the crowd, but there wasn't a bit of, yeah, he has a strong following here. But if you want to be a title contender, you can't drive like that. No. You, you can have you can have one poor weekend, but arguably he's already had that at Brands with the un, unfortunate incident with the tyres. But you can't get desperate, no, because you then start, you never start to make mistakes. And you know Hill was not easy to pass, but you didn't have to make his life easy if you're going to keep making errors trying to pass him. Yeah, uh, as the race went on, um, as you said, Sutton and Turkington seemed to gallop off into the distance. Uh, meanwhile, Matt Neal and Chilton made some excellent moves. Yeah, those classic moves that we expect to see from Matt Neal, late breaking into the hairpin, um, catching drivers by surprise, really. And I don't want—I don't quite know why drivers don't expect it coming down into there, especially with that caliber of driver behind you. I think it's just you know he is so far back that. The stamp is well and truly licks in a sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, in, in fairness to Matt, he got every move right this weekend. There was no, yeah. no yeah, part did. where you put your hands on your head going, oh, Matt, be careful, come on now, that's silly. Calculated. It was good this weekend. He seemed to have that car working for him. Uh, Jake Hill, however, was was really struggling with the weight on board. Yeah, he was. Uh, slipping back to eight. Yes, he had that little incident with Butcher, but he didn't push on again from that, did he? No, but I think you know if you've got an engine that's potentially down on power already, sticking some weight on it is not going to help. No, not um, at all. So he's he's not, that's the second weekend he's now struggled with the weight, and it seems to be a problem with the car. Uh, three drivers that impressed me in this race were yep. Moffitt finishing fifth. Yeah. Uh, Bordley in 12th, his best finish this season, I believe. I think his best finish in the touring cars period. Yeah, um, and also Oliphant in 6th, he managed to battle back a little bit through the pack, and he's bringing more consistency to his driving this, this year. I grew up with consistency, I just look at how well Collins is in the car, and yes, it's Colin Turkington, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I still think he's too easy to pass, I think I've made yeah. that point nearly every weekend now. His overtaking is getting better. Um, we saw an excellent example in the race three, which we'll come to. 
I still think he needs to get a bit more confidence in himself in the car to put the elbows out and to have the confidence to close the door. But equally, if he's going to bring the car home in the top ten, that's going to be what brings you the manufacturers and constructors and teams and everything else championship. So yeah, it certainly is. Uh, drivers who looked to be struggling a lot after the second race were Morgan. Uh, yes, he still finished inside the points, but not the similar sort of performances that we've seen from him so far this season. Uh, and also Gornall. We said before this started that we thought the Audis would struggle here, and they were really struggling. And that was a, a silly error from him um, behind the safety car. Yeah, and talking of uh, trouble for the Audis, Thompson would be disqualified post-race for... Uh, Boost. Boost, which seems ironic. Yeah, very I, ironic. I don't know how they t- could tell. <laughs> so I, I believe it's a random test. Right. Um, and it was minutely over the boost limit. Right. And I mean, it, it really didn't show, but obviously he, he was disqualified from that and um, would start race three from the back. Race two. Well, race three was on us before we knew it, and it was... On pole position, number 11 pulled from the bag, so Senna Proctor took pole. Ash Sutton keeping his job after Ingram and Fredton to have him fired if he pulled out number 12 again. So, I, I do love the banter that Ingram has with nearly every driver. Yeah, he's good for the sport. He's yeah. good to have that, that character in the grid. Um, so yeah, it was Proctor on pole. However, all eyes are going to be on Oliphant, but for not too far off with the real drive. Sutton and Turton, real drive coming through. And also Butcher on the front row. Yep, who was the pundit's choice for the win. Yep. Um, and was looking to recover from a fairly underwhelming day. So yep. I think it was you know, there for the final race, but it didn't pan out quite how he'd expected. Um, yes. <laughs> so after lights out, uh, Butcher led into turn one, mugging Proctor off the line. He'd be, he's, he's, he's got that hooked up, hasn't he? He said that last time out. He's been studying how to get that off the line, he says, and he yeah. really does have that hooked up. Uh, Camish rubbed his way past Turkington, um, which is a good and important position for him, trying to get ahead of Colin, not only on track, but in the championship. Um, and Butcher pulled out a ridiculous lead by the end of the first lap. Absolutely gone at the front. However, lap two would lead to a multiple car pile-up uh, between Bushel, Jackson, Neat and Osborne all involved. Heavy, heavy, heavy impact. Um, so it looks as if Morgan has uh, got into the rear of Jackson, coming yes. through turn three. Um, and as Jackson has gone through, it seems like it's locked, either locked his rear wheel by breaking suspension or bodywork has slammed into it so hard that the wheel's not able to move. And going into the chicane, it's like having the handbrake pulled on, and he's been he's spun himself round effectively. See, I think the wheel's been bent. I think the whole yeah. the whole arm has been bent, which has turned it inwards effectively, which is why yeah. it's unlocked. Um, but yeah, either way. But yeah, coming coming through that chicane, he had no control over that car at all, um, and was left stranded on exit. Um, the first driver to come close to him was Matt Neal who had a very lucky escape yeah. um, unfortunately the driver behind him Bushel did not no Bushel absolutely T-boned the car luckily for Jackson uh, T-boned the passenger door yeah. so no issue to him uh, Bushel wasn't quite so lucky because Osborne unsighted by Goff to the instant yeah. not Goff's fault but just following behind uh, Jack Goff couldn't see the instant uh, and ended up 
slamming into Bushel's driver door. Which was probably the heaviest impact of, of the two. Yeah, um, tore uh, Osborne's wheel off. Yeah, tore Osborne's wheel off, caved in the side of that Astra, which is not something that PMR wanted. Um, we've spoken about the possible damage being incurred and the the money that it will take to fix. Um, I mean, if this was a video cam, you'd see my smug face. And then <laughs> I, I did question whether it yes. was what was better giving it to Plato or Jackson for a season or having guest drivers yeah I, you can't you can't equate for an instant like this but it, it's not something the PMR would well, have wanted you can and you can't oh here we go if Bushel does I know we're going a bit butterfly <laughs> my auntie had testicles she'd been my uncle but if Bushel doesn't drop that in race one where he was running he wouldn't be at the back of the grid if Bushel hadn't had his accident pre-season he may still be at team hard yeah you so can't, <laughs> you can't if too much I know but yeah but anyway, it was a it was a big hit. Um, Carice also involved, took evasive action yep. through the gravel trap. Um, yeah, neat. Also, it was a mess, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, neat collected debris. I think he might have even clipped the wheel that came off Osborne's car. Yeah. Certainly, he had damage to the car. Neat again, not his fault in this scenario. Just, nope. uh, just collecting the incident. This unsurprisingly caused a red flag. Yeah, I, um, I think we said it straight away at the time. It, take, it took them a little while to go. Okay, yes, this needs a red flag. But the the speed that they cleared the track again, oh. kudos to the marshals. Yeah. Um, amazing job to get that clear and get all the debris off the track and to have it neat and tidy within about what fifteen twenty minutes was it's it? That, uh, might have been as short as ten. Yeah, it didn't seem very long at all. Um, the early red flag meant we'd have a standing start rather than declaring the results or. Um, Similar, and also meant we went back to the original grid, obviously with gaps in it from where the cars weren't able to come back out. Yep. Uh, so it was up to Butcher to get past Senna again, which he did with ease. Yeah, it was a carbon copy start, wasn't it? Yes. Um, however, it did, it did come out under question. Yeah, and I've looked at it again several times this today. I don't think he's moved. I think he's got the clutch biting. Mm. I think so the car's lifted up, which because of the angle of the hill yeah. makes it look like he's moved. But I think what's actually happened is he's got it bitten mm. and he's dropped the brake. Holding it on the brake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's dropped the brake and gone. Exacerbated by just how slow Proctor was off the line. I mean, he really didn't get a good start second time round at no, all. No, he didn't. But yeah, I do think that it's not a movement from Butcher. I think it is literally the car biting like like a road car does, and then him just dropping the brake and going. Um, so yeah, Butcher was passed into the first corner, um, which was good for him. Uh, Hill was jumped by Tom Chilton, who would also look for a very strong move on Smiley, uh, but followed the move through, took him. Uh, half a lap or so to finish the move but yeah. stuck it out and moved up into the podium places Smiley was looking slow yeah he didn't seem quite comfortable no considering how he'd um, driven at the opening weekend where he'd also been up there at the start on the reverse grid and managed to hold people off to finish second yep. um, he, he's, his performance this time round was lacking Com- comparatively to what Proctor was able to do in the same car with a difference of what six kilos in weight. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The proof is in the pudding that you know Senna is in the same car effectively. And although do he does love this circuit, yeah, 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 that's fair. Um, Oliphant pulled off perhaps the most spectacular parks of the weekend. I, I, yeah, I, he turned into a motorbike for two seconds. Yes, um, a flying past um, Smiley going into Duffer's dip and. Any more angle, and he might have gone over. <laughs> I, yeah, looking back to there, for how on earth is that not flipped? I don't know. 
I will give Smiley credit, who did very well to spot the move and gave him, him lots very of space. Room, lots of room, <laughs> which was sensible because the last thing you wanted to be collected, but equally you got to spot it and yeah. you got to know when not to contest the place, and that was that was good by Smiley. Uh, Hill would then nudge himself past Smiley, uh, followed by Cameron a few corners later. Smiley was tumbling down the order. Was. Further back in the championship fight, Turkton made better progress than Sutton, climbing up to ninth. Um, Sutton didn't seem particularly on it in this race. No, at one point they were all bunched up together behind Moffat, who, who was seeming to struggle to get past Smiley. Uh, at one point see I think that was deliberate I think the whole purpose was to back the train up because and give Sutton a better chance to get past but then lead to an accident that way but I think I don't know I wonder if Ash took a leaf out of Collins book to a point in this race thinking let's just get we've got a a pole two wins let's now get a a race finish in race three let's not do what I did at Doddington and make a, a brash move which has led to losing position etc there'll be other races to contest um, yeah. I think that may have played into his mind because he didn't he didn't overly attack Ingram yes he, he looked mm. he looked but he never touched like some of the ways we've seen him at Alton Park and previously in this season he never sort of touched in the way we've seen Ash touch in the past that said Sutton did pull a fantastic move on Neil with a classic duck and dive that was very very good indeed uh, and as the field bunched up Ingram seemed to have Turkey at the hairpin but Collins tight, did well it? to hold him back. Yeah, yeah I, I think the the reason that Collins been able to hold on to that is the traction coming out yeah, of the hairpin. I agree um, because it just seems to fire out of that corner, that rear wheel drive. Uh, that was potentially proof that Moffat's plan, if it was a plan, worked because it was pushing Colin into Tom. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, Colin just defended very well, and, and you say has incredible traction at the part of the track you need it most. Sutton and Ingram were bumper to bumper for a lap or two, but not not really interested, as I mentioned by Ash. Just yeah, play, playing it safe. Um, Turkington wasn't too far ahead of him. Uh, I think if Turkington had made more moves, then I think Sutton would have tried to have followed followed him through. I agree. I think he was also probably putting the pressure on Ingram, who was dropping a wheel in the gravel <laughs> very regularly. Um, yes, I think he had a warning for track limits at one he point. Did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So. Yeah, put the pressure on, see if you could force him into a mistake. Um, Turkton did made the most of a very opportunistic move by uh, capitalising on a botched pass attempt by Moffat on Smiley. Moffat tried to go around the outside of Smiley, which gave Turkton all the space in the world to go through the inside. It was yep. an ambitious move by Moffat, considering he wasn't that far ahead of Colin. Yes, a little. Um, however, he did. He managed to show quite well in the fact that he got back past Colin yes, relatively quickly as well, which is no no easy feat no absolutely uh, the only other sort of uh, incident of note Borton had a minor coming together with Jelly the gold BMW coming off worse going through the gravel and losing yeah. places I suppose you would say that okay he's lost places there and points boredly but it's good to see him racing now with the established it, class it, it's a shame because that that could have meant that he'd scored points in all three races this weekend which is, is certainly what he'll be looking to do from here on out um, and yeah, he's looking much more comfortable. But that was also giving confidence that he's been able yes. to fight a race with the big boys this weekend. I mean, he was the gold filling between a Hyundai sandwich and race two, I believe. Yeah. Um, he didn't look out of place this weekend, which he'll be happy with the progress he's made with the car. Uh, the rest of the race went fairly quickly without incident. 
Butcher won by an absolute country mile. Butcher was touring around at some speed as well, wasn't yes, he? Yes, he was. Yeah, absolutely. Proctor never looked particularly troubled by Chilton. Nope. Um, who, to be fair to Chilton, never looked particularly troubled by Oliphant. So, yeah. in the end, there was a procession across the line. Butcher from Proctor from Chilton. Oliphant Hill, Camish, Smiley, Moffat, Turkington. Ingram, Sutton, Neil, Jelly, Morgan and Cook getting a valuable point. Uh, he dragged that through the field, didn't he? He did, and it was, you know, payoff in a sense for the work given to the team. Yeah. But another what could have been weekend for BTC Racing. Yeah, very much so. Now that we've given you a roundup of all three races and qualifying, we'll get on to our driver grades from the weekend, along with our driver, villain, and good and bad surprise from the weekend. Uh, start at the top of the list, then. Yep, Colin Turkson. Let's start with him. Uh, B for me this weekend. Steady Eddie. Yes, it's two podiums, but I don't know. Would you perhaps argue that in one of the races he should have gone Could for have it for more. pushed for it more yeah. particularly race 2 I think with the lighter car yeah. I accept race 1 second's very good in the circumstances yeah. and Sutton was quicker in race 1 yeah he was race 2 Ash struggled at points um, perhaps you could argue forced the issue a bit more I don't know I think yeah it, it, it's a, a steady weekend from him um, and in fact it's actually it's, it's his lowest scoring weekend so far this season Yeah, but that that says quite a lot about his consistency really yeah decent qualifying as well so a B I think for him yep uh, Tom Oliphant uh, a B for him as well um, a, a fairly solid weekend for him um, it's something that we'll probably come to think yeah okay he's picked up more points more points more points which is exactly what he needs to do for the manufacturers because I don't think BMW will let him too close to Colin. No, interestingly though, it's his first uh, weekend about a podium. Yeah. So he'll be a little bit disappointed with that, albeit that Sutton and Turkson were in excellent form. Yes. Um, but he's finished inside top eight for every race. So. Yeah, that's also that's the flip side of that. I would say that he this is the, probably one of the least racy he's looked this weekend, didn't wasn't troubling the top six particularly. Okay, he finished in the top six in race two, but he wasn't yep. troubling them in the same way. And in race four, sorry, race three, when he got his fourth, wasn't particularly close to Tom Chilton. No. But a good good point scoring, and he'll be very happy to be fourth in the championship at what is effectively the halfway point. Yes, very much so. Uh, next up, then, we have the Camish. Now, I wanted to see... You have talked me into a B. I've talked you into a B, mainly because he's had a very consistent weekend, taking a 6th, a 4th and a 6th. There aren't too many drivers that have outscored him this weekend. I think there's, what, five? Obviously, Turkington and Sutton, because of how stellar their weekends have been, Butcher took a win and then um, Ingram was slightly more consistent along with Hill. Um, This... Is it a sign of things to come for the rest of the season from Camish? I hope not. I hope he kicks on. Um, I fear not. Again, this is the first time this season he's gone a weekend without a podium. But this isn't a bad weekend for him. His bad weekend came at Brands. Yeah, and he'll be happy that the car lasted all three races as well. That's important. That there was no issue with the car this weekend, reliability-wise. That's important. Yeah. I do wonder, did that hold him back pushing a little bit? I don't know. It's a, it's a potential. He doesn't seem to quite have the 
overtaking confidence in the car or himself or or maybe they're just not where they need to be to do those overtakes. He's not pushed in the same way I'd have perhaps expected this season of the car. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. Uh, Matt Neal, his teammate then. Uh, a C for him this weekend. Um, a, a better performance from him and he looks more on the pace. But the results still aren't quite playing out the way we'd want to for him. No, and I think ultimately this weekend was ruined by a mistake in race two because where he actually finished on the road yes sort of put him in contention for a race three win there's no yes. two ways about it with the reverse grid there's no yeah. two ways about it so you know yeah he needs to up the ante in quick I think I, would, I did not expect to get this five out of Matt Neal podium and in reality he's not looked close to a podium either has he he's 14th in championship sorry 13th in championship 12th 12, sorry. Can't count. Can't count, sorry. Yeah, yeah. you look at the people ahead of him, you would not expect a Proctor in a brand new car and a Smart in a brand new car to be ahead of him in the championship. No. Um, So, yeah, I think he needs to improve. And what will really hurt, as I say, is that this weekend could have had that podium had it not been for the error in race race two. Uh, Sutton, uh, A star for me, uh, top performance. Perhaps could have done slightly better in race three. But equally, if he'd made a stupid move on Ingram and ruined both their races, we'd be lambasting him for, you know, throwing away all the ground he'd made on Collins. So I think that'll be in the back of his head that he's cut the gaps significantly. Yeah. He's going to Thruxton where the, he the fact to be strong. He's taken extra point for pole. He's yeah. taken extra points in race one and two for leading laps, and then he's taken the two fastest laps in those races. Yeah. It's an excellent, yeah, excellent no, weekend. He'll be very happy with that. And once you pull number 11 out of the bag, it's always going to be slightly difficult. Yes. I think if he pulled number 6, we may have had him win all three races. But it would have been close. Yeah. He'd have been up for it more, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but yeah, a very good weekend for Ash. And obviously, for the championship point of view, an important weekend for the championship to have that gap cut to Colin. Yeah. Uh, his teammate Moffat, I've got for a B, his best weekend by far. Looked racy in the car as well. Okay, he didn't score a podium or... He likes this but. circuit, doesn't he? Um, we saw how well he performed here last season, um, and he's he's better that I believe this time round. Um, and as you say, he was looking racier in it. Yeah, he looked more comfortable, more at home. So you got to give him credit for that. Yeah, Butcher, I think you're being too kind. I still think I'm correct, but <laughs> present your side of the story, and I'll present mine. So I've gone for a B for Butcher this weekend. He's taken a race win, and he took fastest lap in that race as well. Yes, we were expecting more of him this weekend, being his home circuit, la-di-da, and all that. But he he overdrove at points, yes, which has bought his grade, or bought his uh, performance down a little. But the pace he showed in the final race was what we've been seeing all season. And to just go along with that, Jackson and Neat struggled a little bit more at this circuit. Maybe it's not to the Ford suiting completely. No, on the flip side, I'd say you predicted pole and race one win. So did you. So did I. Yeah, <laughs> so did I. Ultimately, he wasn't close to either. Yeah. Some, I wouldn't say arrogance, but I think some overdriving, perhaps believing in the track more than he needed, should have done, believing that the gaps were there or he could make the most of these gaps because he knows not kill very well, etc. Mm-hmm. Which ultimately cost both positions in race one and two I'm going to go down the if my auntie had 
testicles route again. Had it not been for the race three reversal, he would have won the race. Um, I think he'd have made good progress through the field, though. Possibly. Looking but, at how quick he was. But I think it's fair to say that we weren't. We were expecting a butcher win this weekend. We weren't expecting it by virtue of a reverse grid. No, but he still got it. He still got it. I'll, I've gone for a B. Well, sorry, I went, wanted to go for a C. I've been. Ex- I accept the B because he's still in the championship hunt. Just about. Had he not been due to his performance this weekend, it would have been a C. But I think, given yeah. the fact that he's still there, still hanging on, just. <laughs> Yeah, and this is the head of camera showed a better weekend on paper. Yep. Then yes, fair enough. We'll go for B. Ollie Jackson D. Yeah, it's a poor weekend from him. He didn't look on the pace. Uh, struggled in qualifying, and then yes, that instant wasn't his fault in race three. Um, but if you're not, if you don't put yourself in that position down in the pack, then you won't get caught up in these instants. Yeah, I've gone for a D as well. I mean, I'm not actually. Given the D on the basis of race three, which is no. a freak accident, but yeah, his performance up to race three had not been good enough, so no. D for me. Neat, I've gone for a D as well. Um, it's his worst weekend in the car, I think, so far. I would say so, but I'd also point out that two of those weren't his fault. His worst weekend in the car, yes, but race one, he can't help the fact Gorn was ridden, driven into the back of him. And ruined. Okay, he wasn't in the points, but there's a long way to go. Yeah, There's no reason he couldn't have brought the car through the field more. There's no reason no. he couldn't have done. No. And he can't. You can't legislate for somebody driving into you under the safety car. That you don't expect that to happen. So no. you can't blame for that. Race, a silly mistake in race two. I accept that. And then race three caught up in an incident, which again you you yeah. can't blame him for. So D, I think's fair. Uh, albeit as you say it was his weakest weekend. Yep. Moving on to the BTC boys, uh, Chilton. I've gone for a B. Better, improving all the time. Yep. First podium of the year. Hundred and one podiums he's had in his career now why he's counted up all of his podiums across his uh, lockdown, lockdown centre's done some very <laughs> funny routes my man yeah but yeah yeah they need now or he needs to put that car in a position where he's challenging for a win although yeah Thru- Thruxton could be a good change yeah, for it them could be. it could be looking at how quick they were there last season yeah and you know from children's point of view he, you know, he's improving the car weekend on weekend now yeah Maybe next year he'll be more comfortable in it to, to launch a proper title bid. Um, but, yeah, from his point of view, he's improving all the time, so B's fair. Crease, I've gone for a D. First time this year he's not scored points, but he was there or thereabouts. Yeah, he was he was close to the points. He just, I don't know, he didn't look as racy this weekend. No, I'm not convinced that the car was particularly suited for the circuit anyway. Mm. I'm not sure. Crease as well. It's a difficult circuit as well to get right. You've yep. really got to attack, attack, and put everything into the throttle pedal. Perhaps you're still not quite sure about the car's limits. You're going to be a little bit reluctant to stick it through Duffer's dip at full pelt. Yep. But he wasn't a million miles off the points, so a D I think is fair. And race three, of course, he was compromised. I don't know if any damage has caused the car by his trip through no. the gravel. Floor damage, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. Possible. Uh, Cook, I wanted to go for a U because I don't, I don't know how to rate Cook this season. So I, I think we've eventually agreed on a D, we haven't have, we? Yeah. So I, I came up with the D by the fact that it's not really his, his mistake for the accident in race one. No, I agree with that. Uh, however, it is partially his fault in race two at the start. As we've said, a bit more finesse, hold back, take your opportunities when they arise. 
I would point but out his his drive in race three to get the car back up through the field was promising. I would point out. I only just thought of this. I did think of this during the um, discussion pre-pod. This is the second weekend in a row where he's got involved into a three into one. Doesn't go into a chicane. The same yes. happens at one part with Smiley and Crease now. Yeah. And the same outcome happened. Yes, although they were different natured. They were, but you know, there's got a kind of point you've got to learn that you can't. Yeah. You can't keep doing this. He wasn't cutting across someone. This is where he's been edged out uh, with a concertina effect. It's so. Yeah, it, it's his fault, um, but I think he, he recovered some of that in race three with getting back through the field to score a point. I think that he needs to find the consistency point of that car and quick. Yeah. I accept that you know the last few weekends, what with the ride height ridiculousness of Alton Park and the race one incident here, you can't control that. But it's then how you recover from that, and I'm not sure his recovery's been as strong as it could be. Okay, no. Uh, Ingram B... Podium, yes. Again, he's another one that needs now to kick on from here. It's all very well saying he's matched other weekends and he's, you know, it's that's not good enough now. For the second half of the season, he now needs Badly to build on Badly needs wins. Yeah. Badly. Or even to be close to one. Yeah. Because he's not been particularly close to one this season. Okay, I know he got a second at uh, Brands Hatch, was it? No, yes, Brands Hatch in race two. But other than that, he's not been close to a win. No. Uh, he needs to kick on now. Yeah, absolutely. But B, you can't argue with the points scored. No. It's very consistent again. And a, a podium as well. You can't argue with that. No. Nope. But I think it's fair to say we all expected a little bit more from the Corolla in his second season. Uh, Goff E, yes, the car's terrible. It's not, not a circuit for v dub. No. Um, but again, electrical issues, they need to sort that out as a team. Um, but even after that, he wasn't... I'm not even sure the cameras saw him much after that, did they? No, I mean, he did well to avoid the um, incident in race three. That's yeah. probably his highlight of the weekend, is that he avoided the incident yeah. and didn't create more trouble for Hard. Yep. Um, it's rebuilding budget, but... Yeah, I feel for Goff, because there's a... Oh, so, he's so much of a better driver than the car he's in. And that's pretty much worth it, what David Addison tweeted, actually, that yeah. uh, he's been made to show... Yeah, showing up in that car when he's much much better than this. Yep. But what's best, no drive or a driving mm. a car? Like that? I don't know. Put, putting yourself in the driving window at least. Mm. WSR. <laughs> anyway, I want to talk to you about WSR in a minute actually, but okay. we'll get back to that. Uh, Brown and Hamilton are obviously uh, not applicable this weekend as they nope. weren't racing. Carl Bordley, I think you're slightly. Kind, but equally his best result in the BTCC, so a B for him. Yeah, I think he, this is something that he can learn from and improve from. Yeah. Um, and then if we start seeing this week in week out, then the grades may need to be adjusted. But yeah, his best best weekend so far in the car. And that's what comes with racing with more esteemed or very much established so. racing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Morgan had the win last time out on Park, gave him an A. Not a good weekend for him. Yes, he got three points finishes, but not strong points finishes. And we were expecting more from the Mercedes this, this weekend, weren't we? We were, yeah. It's a it's a lacklustre performance, even by his standards, I think. Yeah. Um, and we've given him a C, haven't we? Yeah, a 12th, 14th, and a 14th, fine. But decent points to add on to the tally, but nothing 
But similar to your comment about Cook, I would have known he was here had he not been involved no. with Jackson in race three. Albeit, yep. I don't think it was his fault particularly, but, no. you know. Uh, Boutel, I've given an E to. Mm. There, there are so many drivers in the bottom like third of the field this weekend that didn't score points and didn't look like they were even fighting to score the the back end of the points. Yeah. And he was one of them. Um, he's been in the car three, three and a bit weekends now, and you expect to see some improvements. Well, there's been flashes, haven't there? We were slight, we were impressed by his. Donington performance that it was you know, built on what he got. Yeah. Obviously, he got a brands, a, a points manager brands, which yep. is very impressive. Wasn't a million miles off at Alton Park, but was in the wet. But was in the wet, and then this weekend, again, if you didn't tell me the Carlube team were here, I would no. have really noticed them. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's difficult to say he needs to improve because it's his first season. That Mercedes is dated and Morgan's gets a tune out of it but I think that might be because of Morgan's skill as a driver and his experience yeah. as a driver and experience with that car but yeah Butel will be hoping to it won't be too long before he gets his next point finish yeah uh, moving on to uh, MB Motorsport I accept your hill A because he's effectively matched what he's done last weekend at Alton Park but he now needs to use this as a, as a springboard now. Yeah, it's with a caveat. Um, he he's had two good weekends where he's had very consistent, similar results, um, which have shown the potential that he should have in that car. Yeah. But if that is the maximum potential, then there 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 are questions. What is quite funny is that he's ahead of Matt Neal in a car that he's not basically turned up for two weekends because of the yes. engine issues. Yes. Um, it's good to see that you know, he's recovering from those engine issues now. We ex- we understand there are still some gremlins in the system, um, which might be inhibiting his progress. But it's not enough to keep doing the same thing. Now he now needs to move this forward. Um, yep, certainly does. So we'll see how that goes. Osborne not a good weekend again. He started off so strongly in this car at the start of the season. We thought there's a racer here. Yep. But the last two weekends have been poor. Give him a minute E this weekend. Yeah. Yes, he was caught up in the incident in race three. Uh, that hasn't really gone into the thought process with it. Well, it has for me. He was poor up till then anyway. But that's why I've given him... Because when you look at well what Hill was doing with the car with full weight on yes. board as well, yeah. Osborne shouldn't have been anywhere near that no. area of the grid to have that incident. He should have been far and away from that area. And that's why I think he comes into it even more. So there's, again, skirmishes through the gravel in race one and I think two as well. Yeah. And then you've got a car that is so much better than where you're putting it and if you're going to keep putting it back there you're going to get yourself into difficulty Yeah. and it, if both it, cars are struggling you go okay Hill's performing a miracle to get this car working but actually we know that Honda's good we saw it last year and it was good there's nearly always a mistake or, or a small mistake in each race at the yeah. moment yeah and he needs to cut that out fast uh, Jelly I'm going to receive this weekend better than Alton Park characteristic <laughs> mistake in still race 2 a mistake two. in there yeah but the fight back in race three is pretty impressive, to be fair to him. Yep. 13th in the back of the grid. Yes, three cars dropped out, but pretty good anyway. Yep. Uh, Smiley, C, steady, steady race from him. Dropped down in race three a little bit. I don't, I don't know whether he struggles with the circuit a little bit or whether he struggles with weight on board in that Hyundai. Um, but he certainly wasn't quite on the pace of Proctor this weekend. But if you look at his results, he's moved forward each race. 14th to 9th to 7th. Yep. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. You can't really criticise him for that. So a good weekend for him. 
Proctor are giving a B2 on the basis that he did very well in race three to keep second fairly easily. I think I think he's also overtaken Smiley in the championship. He has now. indeed by two points. Um, which is impressive considering the, the dire weekend that he had at Brands. Donington. Donington, sorry, yes. Yep. Uh, and also, of course, that's the best result for the uh, joint best result, sorry, for the team now as well. So they've been hoping to get first in the future. I don't yeah. think it's a million miles off. No, I don't think it's a million miles off, especially yeah. with a re- reverse grid. And they're improving in the car all the time. So, yep. yeah, B for Proctor. Uh, into the last three now. Gornell and Thompson, both E's for me. The S, yes, the Audi is poor, but both made errors that didn't help themselves. Um, Amateurish from Gornell yeah. uh, behind the safety car. Um, and probably the team's more at fault for the disqualification of Thompson with the boosting, um, but neither driver were at the races, if you pardon the pun. Were competitive. Yeah, yeah exactly. And finally, Mike Bushell, I've given a D to. Um, it's harsh to blame what happened in race three on him, but. He, no, no, yeah, I don't think there's any blame. He, he's just the unfortunate party that was next in line. But my point is that if he doesn't drop it in race one. Yeah. When he was running comfortably in the top ten, he's not yeah. there in race three. Yeah, um, and the Ashes got pace. Yes, we've seen has. it in the testing, the quality, and, and under Bushel. And again, similar to what happened at Horn Park, mistakes by Bushel cost the team of points. And he's now raced six events, got no points. When you look at where he was on track at some points, he probably should have got points. Yeah, he's a good engineer though, isn't he? He's a very good engineer. <laughs> You'll be able to help fix the car. Yeah. Um, driver of the day for you, then. I think oh, it's easy, isn't it? Yeah, it's easy. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's Sutton. <laughs> what, was this an elephant? No, I heard joking. Of course it's Sutton. Of course it's Sutton. Uh, villain of the day for you. Uh, mine's Gornell. Um, yeah. It's another disappointing weekend from him and a very silly incident underneath the safety car. Mine is Butcher because there was a part of me, the, perhaps the optimist and the dreamer that thought where are you optimistic well, I was say, that thought that perhaps he could actually get all four this weekend yeah. certainly I was expecting him to get better than he did and I wasn't expecting him to win a race through the reverse grid guilty of overdriving um, yes he's still there or thereabouts but I think that we expected more collectively from him Yeah. Um, okay he salvaged it fairly well but not what we were imagining he was going to do this weekend uh, your surprise of the day, good first. Uh, Moffat. Yeah, um, I'm glad to see that he seems to have found the pace of that car. Yes, it's a circuit he knows very well. The countless times that Tim Harvey and David Addison mentioned that, oh, it's his home circuit. I was like, yeah, we know that. He's Scottish. Um, but yeah, it, it's an impressive performance. Um, gradually moving up the field in each race as well. Yep, I think about um, Moffat, but I've actually gone for Proctor. This weekend, the car just seemed to click for him. Looked racier, podium as well for the team. Yep. And I know he goes well here, but this could perhaps be the springboard he now uses to for the second half of the season to you know really improve on that uh, high undy. Yep. Uh, who was your bad surprise today? I think it's the same as mine. Yeah, it's Morgan. Yeah, it is. Um, as we said in the preview, we expected the Mercedes to probably go quite well here. Um, and we believe it's a track that Morgan quite likes. And he was very underwhelming. Um, as, you, as we said, if they hadn't turned up, we probably wouldn't have noticed, although he has taken points in all three races. Yeah. Um, before we go into the standings... 
just one question that seemed to gather a little bit of pace after it was mentioned uh, by, I think it was Harvey and Paul O'Neill. It's gathered a bit of pace on social media. Shedden to WSR next year. Uh, well, Shedden is putting himself out there. Um, he did an interview over the weekend, obviously, because he, uh, the relations he has at the track. He's Andy, Bu- uh, sorry, he's Roy Butcher's brother-in-law. Yes, um, he's very keen to get back into racing, as it probably won't surprise any of you. And he feels he's still got a lot left to give to the British touring cars. He just needs to have that right opportunity come up. Now, personally, I believe if that opportunity of WSR came up, yes, he might be silly not to take it, but I also wonder in the back of his mind how much his affiliation to Team Dynamics slash Halfords will still be there. I think that's part of it. I think there's also a bigger part as well. Is that he was seeing last year that it almost felt that Jordan wasn't allowed to race Colin yes. at points last year. Yeah. And he's not going to go to play number two. He's no, gonna, if he's not gonna, at all. No. So that might play on his mind as well. I think if he does come back, there's three places he'll go. Well, then. I think Halfords will either run three cars, yep. take a car back off BTC or buy a car off BTC or, or just put another one out themselves. Yeah. Simpsons entry. Simpsons entry, perhaps be. BTC themselves, I could see him perhaps running there but until the seat becomes available at, at Halfords. I struggle with the BTC seat, oh, BTC thought um, just because obviously they've got their main driver being Cook they bought in a top top-ish driver with Chilton um, lots of pedigree and talent and then they've got that like most development seat and bring your own sponsor backing with Crees yep. I don't see that changing too quickly unless Cook well, you upsets say, the team well you say that but is Chetan an upgrade on Cook and uh, Chilton, you'd say he is an upgrade on either. With respect to both yes. drivers, you'd say he's yeah, an upgrade. He's a, a three-times British Touring Car Champion, of course. He's an upgrade on most of the people on the grid. So, possibly. The other place I thought he might go is where he was heavily linked to during the summer, which is Motorbase. We were slightly surprised to see the lineup, as we said before. I think he could go to Motorbase. I, I think more of a likely target than BTC racing would be PMR. Um, depends if Jason's there or not well yeah I I think we all realise that Jason is getting into the later echelons of his career but essentially so is Matt so is Matt yeah and if the opportunity opens up there I'm sure he would grasp that with two hands two feet and everything else that he could Um, but it's another option for him because I think that Astral will gradually get better and better as well yeah Fair enough. I say it certainly has gathered momentum, so we'll see how that goes next year. And as we're going into a three-week break, I'm sure that will carry on gathering momentum. Um, as we go into this gap between races, let's remind ourselves of the championship standings. Yes, we shall do. So at the top of the standings, we have Colin Turkington on 182 points, 10 points ahead of Ash Sutton. He's closed the gap by nine this weekend. Uh, Butcher still sitting in third with 139. Oliphant in fourth with 130. Followed by Camish on 125 and Ingram on 123. Both of which are out of the championship lineup for me. I believe all six are still in the championship hunt with five rounds or 15 
races left to go. Like mathematically, you're correct, but practically, you're bar- you're at a bar meet, my man. Uh, however, the the rest the rest of the table, I believe, are now struggling. Uh, so your title favourite, Tom Chilton, is yeah. sitting there in uh, seventh with ninety one points. And he might win the independence, yeah. Uh, followed by Morgan Hill, Proctor, Smiley, both ahead of Matt Neal. Yeah. Uh, followed by Jelly Jackson, uh, Moffitt there on a good round number, fifty points already. Um, Cook very poor from him considering what we saw last season from him uh, followed by Crease, Thompson Osborne Gornell uh, yeah surpri- a little surprised that they're still ahead of Carl Bordley yeah a little bit so yeah um, followed by Goff Brown Neat Boutel Hamilton and Bushel although it may just go down as PMR driver yeah for the rest of the season yeah so Colin has it all to lose going into Thruxton. We'll be back with a preview for Thruxton before then. We're also going to bring you a nice little mid-week or mid-break uh, treat. We're going to be looking back at the first half of the season between now and the Thruxton round. We're effectively at midpoint of the season. The official midpoint coming halfway through race two, but it'll be daft uh, race two of Thruxton. Sorry, it'll be daft to bring you a, pre, uh, a look back then. Yeah, we struggled with the right up then, wouldn't we? Yeah, it'd be difficult to yep. balance all those plates. So we are going to be looking to do a uh, first half season review slash second half preview during these next three weeks. Uh, so we'll speak to you during that. Yeah, have a good time, and we'll see you in three weeks' time. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 